Hi everyone, welcome back to Out Loud, the Selective Mutism podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Anne, Chelsea's mom. So last time we talked about um, social distancing, we talked about um, FaceTiming, Zooming, family members, and um, related topics. I think we also talked about communicating with peer groups and therapy during therapy sessions. Um, And we kind of thought we'd stay on that sort of the COVID times or COVID theme and today, um, mainly Chelsea, but we're going to talk about wearing a mask. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of places are requiring you to wear a mask now, which is a problem in the autism world, as well as selective mutism, as well as just any kid who doesn't want to wear a mask because it's not what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And I saw usually it looks like it's ages two and up that most mm-hmm. places are requiring to wear masks. Yeah, so it could just be sensory issue related, or I think there's kids who don't have sensory issues who are kind of refusing to wear them mm-hmm. just because it's not what we're used to. Right, I think with selective mutism, a lot of times it's just, it's a change, it's something new, like, you know, why do I have to do this now? I always had the sensory issues, so I could totally understand um, mm. not feeling like you can breathe or like having something mm. touching your ears at all times. So I'm going to talk about some different ways you can get around that or work up to it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times anything around your face, people are really sensitive to. Like, don't yeah. touch me in the face. Don't, you know, anything touching your face is kind of yeah over the line. Yeah, so we can just go through some of my overall guidelines that I came up with. Uh, the first one is pretty straightforward. I guess you had the same idea. Decorating masks. Mm-hmm. So pick materials that the kid likes if you're making your own. Right. And that could be the pattern or even just the fabric itself. Right. Favorite characters. Right now you can buy them online too mm-hmm. with, if you're not super crafty. <laughs> right. And you can also just decorate them with stickers or you said fabric markers. I think it would be good too to take the child with you to the fabric store and let them like not just look at pretty patterns and that, but actually touch different fabrics that if they might like. you get them to wear a mask into the fabric store. Well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's not just... Right. It's right. Because certain it's fabrics, like the one that I have is pretty thick, so I could... Wearing it like an hour to go like grocery shopping or something, I definitely get like annoyed with it, and I want to take it off as soon as I get to the car. And those, the ones that are just like... What are those? Like the, the disposable grade. ones? Right. Yeah. Those ones are a lot easier to breathe through. They're lightweight. So I would try different materials. Yeah, they're very thin. Right. Actually, even at work, we have two different types. Um, you know, they're all rated and stuff. But the very thin ones, we actually all prefer because they're, for the, just the reasons that you mentioned, mm-hmm. we have a heavier one that's um, the blue ones. But the the material, actually, we, all the nurses feel like we're inhaling little fibers of material. Ooh. So we all choose the... The yeah. light, the lightweight ones. I've heard, um, since I work with people on the autism spectrum, they talk about things touching their nose and they don't like, it feels like the fabric is scratching them on the face, which people with sensory issues are very, <laughs> very mm-hmm. sensitive to things like that. Mm-hmm. I know that I used to be that way, not so much anymore, but you may not notice that a fabric is like not comfortable, but to your child it might be like the only thing they can think of Mm -hmm. because it feels like something's scratching your face so definitely try like softer materials maybe even like a flannel or something lighter yeah Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then also the ear things. You can go with a tie behind your head type. Yep. Actually, a lot of the nurses, I'm sure everyone's aware, has come up with, like, headbands. Mm -hmm. We're just wearing a headband and sewing buttons on it. Yes. They sell those Mm -hmm. at the paper store now, too. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But you could easily make them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you sew the button onto the headband, so then you attach the ear straps to that instead of your ears. And then some of the girls actually were using a paper clip to, um, in the back of their head, just using a paper clip Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't be touching their ears. So different fabrics, different textures, fabrics, different print fabrics. Mm-hmm. I'd say just you, keep trying different options. Mm-hmm. You can even, I remember when we were little, we had them, you, I'm sure you can still get them at the craft store, fabric pens, paint pens. So having them decorated themselves. And if not, just just simply buying mm-hmm. a plain mask and putting stickers on it. I think it's important to make this fun and not seem like you have to do this. Like, there's a ton of pressure. It's the rule. Like, you're in trouble for not wearing it. It should mm-hmm. be very, like, lighthearted and fun. And you should be modeling yourself wearing the mask and your fav- their favorite characters. I've seen there's kids with autism who love, like, a certain superhero. So they'll have, like, Spider-Man wearing a mask, like, in a picture. Um, and even stuffed animals. If they're in that age group, you can have, like, teddy bear wear a mask with you that's a good idea um and then i think wearing masks during preferred activities is good like it's gonna be it's probably gonna work out more if you're going to do something fun right so they have a favorite activity we have to wear our masks to go get ice cream cones or something is more exciting than like we all have to wear masks to go to the grocery store right um as like in the beginning if you're having trouble getting them to wear a mask at all. And you, you can even start. start it at home. So, like, right. if they have a favorite craft acti- activity or whatever, you could wear your mask for maybe, you know, the first mm-hmm. few minutes or something just to get the activity going. Yeah. This um, is another thing that it's probably not super relevant to um, everyone listening, but I think if your child has a dual diagnosis of autism or something, some other developmental disability, I thought of creating mask zones, so, Mm. or mask activities, because I think it's hard for kids to know when it's expected of them. Right. And I think school is going to be a mask zone. So I'm thinking if you really, um, you can put up signs. I'm think- coming from a world where people live in group homes from my job, so I was thinking, like, common areas are mask zones where everyone needs to wear a mask. But obviously, if you're in your house, you don't need to wear a mask in your household. Like, but you could practice in the home. Like, yeah. you could actually... What would you do? Put up a sign to say this is a mask zone? Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, a bunch of people living in a home, like... If you want to go hang out in the living room, you have to wear your mask to be courteous okay. of other people in the house. But these are kids who are probably hmm. living at home with their families. Hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm just thinking, like, if you, you could carry that over and say, like, oh, the grocery store is a mask zone. Like, we have to wear our mask before we go to the grocery store. And I think visuals are more helpful for kids who do have these communication disorders. Like, verbally saying that rule doesn't hold as much weight as, like, showing a picture, like, we're going to grocery store, like, we have to put our mask on. Yeah. Um, and just being consistent with that. hmm So you could practice in the home. You yeah. could, like, living room or whatever, you could put up the sign. Or, like, if you want to have, because right now, it's, things are being relaxed, like, if you have a neighbor over or, like, a friend over, it's like, oh, they're coming over, we all have to wear our masks, like, 
Um, just making it clear when you have to wear it and when you can take it off. We already talked about different kinds of masks and how you can try all different ones, but I think giving a child control, which I think a lot of people with selective mutism feel like they don't have a lot of control in their life, so and giving them options. Choices. Yeah. I was going to say choices are always a good way to give somebody control. So if you have more than one kind of mask, you're giving them an option um, of which one they want to wear. You could also do um, mask on activities versus mask off activities, like going for a walk could be mask on, and you're kind of incorporating those into their schedule with like shorter amounts of time first, so like... So a gradual um, yeah. to wearing the mask. Like, yeah, you're not going to go on a like long like outing first, you're probably right. going to be like, oh, let's go order something at a counter and leave, like where it takes a couple minutes. So what would you start, like, what's the minimum amount you would start? Like a minute? A minute? It really depends. Time? There's some kids that won't even put it on for a minute, so okay. it depends where your child is at. I know a lot of kids will put it on, but they won't leave it on, so hmm. there's... But then you're already at a starting point, so you can kind of shape up the time gradually. I think if they won't even put it on, that's coming up. I was going to say. I was going to say, that was my next. Like, well, I'll... would you ever forcibly put a mask <laughs> no, on a kid? No, 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 no. I would not. Um, you, how about using, I don't want to say bribes, rewards, like M&Ms or something? Like, yeah, I think a lot of it comes naturally with this because kids, I think we want to get out and do things and things we don't have access to. We have to wear the mask to get what we want, like going out and mm-hmm. doing whatever we like to do. Um, so we can say first put on your mask and then we can go to the movies. I think movies theaters are starting to open. And if they um, don't put the mask on, you don't go to the movie. We don't go to the movies, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so we can start talking about if a child will not wear a mask at all. I know some kids see them and they just like immediately freeze up. Yeah. And it's like aversive. So this is just like everything with selective mutism. You might be on a step for a long time. Um, I would say schedule like short mask practice sessions and spread them out through their day so it's not like overwhelming Mm -hmm. and they know when it's going to be over. You can even use a timer for some kids who who need to see that visual, like when it will be over. So consistency again, maybe the same time every day, the same activity has to be like a mask activity. Mm -hmm. So if they won't wear it at all, I would say give lots of praise and reinforcement for any contact with the mask for any amount of time. Mm -hmm. So So even touching it, holding it is great. Like let them hold it and come in contact with it. Maybe Um, touching it to their face. Yep, that's the next step, holding it up to their face and you can model it like do this and you can... Um, hold it up to your face and show them. Um, play peekaboo with yeah, the peek-a-boo. mask. You can make silly faces, like hold it mm-hmm. up, move it down, make a silly face. Um, just make it very fun. And once they're more comfortable touching it to their face, you can gradually work to putting a loop over their ear. If that's the kind of mask you're using, you might be using something else, like a handkerchief or something. But if you're right. using the ones with the loop, this is just an example. It's okay to just start with one one ear at a time mm-hmm. <laughs> and give lots of praise for doing that even if they take it off right away um, it's all about exposure and that's another good point it doesn't really have to be a mask I mean it could be a face covering of any sort right. really 
Yeah, I think it's really, really important to try different ones because I could totally see how I would hate wearing one as a child. Like, I can do it now, and I mean, I don't think anyone likes wearing them, but it's doable. But yeah, you're just, just like anything we talk about on this podcast, you're gradually working up to the goal of wearing a mask over both of your ears for any amount of time, and then you're gradually reinforcing longer amounts of time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important to be doing like fun things while you're wearing the mask to get your mind off of the fact that there's something on your face. Mm-hmm. Like hands-on activities I think are great. Anything that the child loves is a good distraction. Right, if they have a favorite activity, that would be the yeah, a great even opportunity. watching something on a phone. I don't it doesn't matter as mm-hmm. long as they're getting exposed to it. And sometimes distraction, too. You know, watching Mm -hmm. a video on the iPad or something is a great distraction. You actually forget you have the mask on. I always say this, but I know a lot of people won't ever do it. But taking data is great because you can see the progress. Like, if you're timing it, like, oh, she wore her mask for, like, one minute today. And then um, you're reinforcing, like, every time they wear it longer than a minute. That way you can see the progress that you're making. And you may notice if you're going too quickly that they're kind of shutting down and it's like becoming too aversive and they're afraid of the mask. And you might want to slow down and um, take the pressure off. And what do you think about like if they absolutely will not wear the mask and you have to go out in public, do you think you need to explain to other people why? So, I don't I don't know. I think about, like, it depends on their age and everything. I'm trying to think. Because if they're younger than two, sometimes you can get away with the no mask thing. Um, But I've heard of these things where, like, kids have to go to doctor's appointments and people are saying, my kid won't wear a mask at all. And I think maybe, I'm sure places are not very flexible with this, but you might be able to talk to them about, like, Mm. my child has sensory issues, like, we're trying to work on this Mm. and we're not up to the level of wearing it for, like, a full session. Right. Um, I mean, there's also the telehealth options instead of if they can't wear a mask in public. Mm Mm-hmm. There's all different kinds, though. I really think that you could find something something that is passable. Like, they have face shields Mm -hmm. or, like, Halloween masks are fine. Like, whatever they will do. Yeah, that's kind of a good one. Or the little infinity scarves. You can just pull it up over your head. And I, in my mind, I kind of think like an S, you know, I guess forget about sensory issues, but besides that, I would think an SM child would really like to wear a mask because you're kind of hiding behind it. Mm. No? Like to me, in my mind, that's, I think, oh yeah, they can't see me. (laughs) I definitely think a lot of these kids have sensory issues though. So that's Mm. the problem. Yeah. I just kind of, I remember like, to me, when you have SM, you almost kind of want to be invisible. Yeah. And so having a mask would be kind of like a, yeah. a shield. And a... especially when everyone else is doing it, you want to fit in. That's and I true. Think that might be motivating. Mm-hmm. I also think this is more on the autism lines, I think. Eh, maybe not. But I think allow, like getting the individual to communicate when they need a break from wearing a mask is good because it gives them more control. It could be sign language. It could be um, handing like a card over or just speaking, (laughs) but we know that's an issue with selective mutism. Um, but I think if it's a place where it can be honored, like, oh, you can go inside 
and take your mask off, then you should honor that. Like, allow them to move to an area where it's safe to take it off. I mean, if it's not, remind them of when it will be safe to take it off. Mm-hmm. And try to speed up that process. But I think it's important to teach that communication instead of otherwise they're just going to take it off. Like, Yeah, I think so much of it, true, is uh, modeling. You know, if the parent is going to wear a mask, you're, you know, you're setting an example mm-hmm. of appropriate behavior, whatever, what's expected. Yeah. And there's no speech involved. So I think it, I don't know, to me it would be more kids that have sensory issues. There's also, you could all go into like the education of why you need to wear a mask. And I mean, I think that's pretty common sense that like you would explain why. Well, it depends on the age of a child. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I think the younger kids. These kids kids are smarter than you think. Mm -hmm. If you don't know why you're doing it, then... Then you're it's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of have to know why. Why are we doing this? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not forever. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully it's not forever. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad that this is going to be a thing, like, in schools now. Mm-hmm. And be... I think a lot of us, we still don't know if school's going to happen or not. I know. It's going to be Like, a... are they, do they need to be prepared to return? Like, do they have to, mm-hmm. got to have this kind of done by September? Or is it going to yeah. be okay if we're still working on it? going to be hard for everyone to go back it's not yeah something we can really prepare for because we don't know when it's going to happen just to summarize if you have a child who refuses to wear a mask for any amount of time just focus on making those baby steps and trying different options and giving them control over the type of mask and like what it looks like and getting them involved in decorating it and, and what it, it feels fun. like yeah getting used to the textures whether you use ear tabs or mm-hmm. ties or mm-hmm. shield or bandana or scarf or scarf or, or halloween mask i don't care yeah. <laughs> i love the idea of a halloween mask <laughs> some kids are doing that it's fine um and then if you do have a child that will wear a mask but they're having a hard time wearing it for a long amount of time because they feel like they can't breathe or whatever You're just gradually working on increasing that time, because I think um, in schools this is going to be a reality, and trying to increase that time now is probably good to start practicing. um. Just everything. I mean, haircuts. Somebody was just telling me that to go get a haircut, their child needed to Mm -hmm. wear a mask. Um, So really, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's out there. Yeah. I think, I wonder if, like, there will be break like places you can take a break from wearing it. That's a long mm-hmm. time to wear a mask. A lot of places they are optional though. I'm seeing places optional, which I don't really Where? know if I agree with or not because I mean a lot of states are spiking in cases. I've seen it. Yeah, they they, rec- they the wording is they're recommended, mm-hmm. but we leave it up to you. Or they'll say you know face masks are optional, but we highly recommend them. Hmm. So they leave some wiggle room. Yeah. I don't know if that will continue, though, with... Like, I wonder if you could cases. make accommodations at school, like, this fall, like, saying, like, if my kid has to wear a mask, and I don't know. I think that would be really hard all day, all school day to wear one for some kids. I wonder mm-hmm. if you could allow them to go take a break somewhere. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people with asthma are having a hard time, too. Mm-hmm. They just feel like they can't breathe. Anyway, a lot of considerations, <laughs> a lot of different options... I guess basically like everything, baby steps. I say don't force it. Take right. off the pressure and you take baby steps. You're not giving up, but you're 
being consistent with your small steps. Right, you have to start small, small time periods, be consistent, mm -hmm. give lots of opportunity, reward positive behavior, and hopefully they become acclimated to wearing their mask. So good luck, we everybody. Find, yeah, we hope you find <laughs> these tips helpful. Uh, I know it can be tough, but keep working on it and uh, let us know if anything uh, has helped you that we haven't mentioned that we could pass along to our listeners. Yeah. Okay, I hope everyone is staying safe. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. And we love hearing from you guys. Positive or negative. <laughs> <laughs> guess that's it for now. Stay safe and wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>